Hello, Coven. I am your host, Rachel Pond, and you are listening to That New Witch Podcast. In today's episode, I will be discussing my recent journey with Hecate and Lilith and how that all started from the beginning up until now. So when I was about three or four, I would see blotches of colors just floating in front of me. Um, and, um, I was really good at, like, reading a room, picking up people's energies, and, uh, animals, animals as well. I had a pet chicken, and she, by all means, she acted like a dog. Like, she would just, like, how a dog, like, really pays attention attention to what you have to say. They look at you in the eye, and you really feel like they're acknowledging what you're saying, I remember her being that way, and um, I remember one time my family was coming home from grocery shopping, and I just had this gut-wrenching feeling like something was happening to her, and as we pulled into the driveway, I saw the neighbor's dog had broken into our yard and was chasing her around, and she was like having a hard time getting away from him, and she was like hobbling because one of her, her middle claw was broken. He, he somehow did that. He broke her middle claw. So she was having a hard time balancing. So I chased him into his yard. And then I tended to her. And I made her like a little nest. And got her some water and some chicken feed. And just spent the evening with her until, you know, it was too dark to be outside. My mom told me I had to come in. Um, some other things that happened was... um. I started doing sigils as a kid. I didn't know they were sigils, but um, because of my upbringing and just be having the lack of vocabulary and um, um, ways of expressing myself, just a lack of expression, um, I knew there was something unique. I knew there was something different about me. But I didn't know how to how to explain it because I was battling with myself because I wanted to be the good Christian daughter that I was supposed to be be for my father for his church, um, but at the same time I was experiencing you know seeing visions and feeling things that were, weren't there and having this special connection with animals and so I knew I was different and I kind of hated it because I didn't want to be different I didn't want to prove my parents right because my parents would constantly say that every thought feeling emotion anything at all about me was associated with my seizures and I wanted to prove to them that I was normal that I was like everyone else and then here I am having these visions and picking up all this energy and 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 feeling and seeing animals and you know, snakes, God forbid, snakes, oh my God, that's Satan. So I was like, is God punishing me? Am I a bad Christian? What am I doing wrong? Um, so um, I felt very torn as a child, very torn, did not feel comfortable discussing this with my parents at all or my siblings because, you know, what if they're a better Christian than me and then they go and tell my dad and then he's disappointed in me. That's the last thing a little girl wants is their father to be disappointed in them. So 
So I kept this all bottled up inside. And the way I soothed myself was through sigils. And I had no idea they were sigils. I drew the clockwise and counterclockwise um, spiral sigil. And then I also did like the sigil, it's like a cross. And then you connect the two bottom lines, so it's another cross, but in the center, it's like a diamond shape. And I would just fill the pages with all these sigils. And it was just the motion of the pen just relaxed me. And I found the decor, the, the sigils, the, the symbols, I found the way they looked was soothing and relaxing. I believe the clockwise sigil is rebirth and the counterclockwise is spirituality. Um, and I can't remember what the spiral one represents. I can't remember that. But if you guys know, hey, message me over on Instagram and let me know. Um, but, um, so yeah, my, my childhood was all, it was like a big battle. I was a, I was battling with myself and not feeling comfortable sharing any of this with anyone and thinking that I was just this big weirdo um, and thinking it's all because I have seizures and I'm just weird and different and no one else in the world is like me and then um, you know uh, fast forward to when I'm like seven or eight and my family moves and I get roomed with my older sister and um and our room was set up in a way where her bed was on one side of the room and mine was on the other. And both our beds were up against the opposite, like up against the walls. So uh, if you rolled one way, you'd roll right into the wall. And if you roll the other way, you'd roll off the bed. Um, and right up against the wall, I would every night before I go to bed, I'd have these visions of like sharks and fish and lobsters and octopus and all these sea creatures that um, you don't see <laughs> normally. And I knew they really weren't there. I knew they were visions. Or that's the thing. I don't even think I knew the, what the word vision meant. You know? But I, I was seeing these things even though I knew they weren't really there. And um, so I made a deal. I said, you stay over there near the wall. And I'll stay over here on the other end of the bed. And we'll, we'll be good. And, um, that went on for a couple years. Uh, then about 10, 10 years old, when I was about 10, um, I started seeing and feeling the energy of snakes. And to this day, to this day, I still do. I see and feel snake energy, energy. And I really feel like, I really feel like, uh, that was Lilith at that point, not Lilith, excuse me, not Lilith, Hecate. I really feel like that was Hecate at that time being like, okay, it's time. You need to know it's, it's me. Of course, back then, I didn't know who Hecate was. So, like I said before, I'm thinking, oh my God, am I, am I doing something wrong in my Christian practice? Am I being a bad Christian? Is, is God's scaring me and saying he's going to send me to hell. I had no idea what was going on with me. And then, so this continues throughout my, my childhood, my teenage years. And it stopped for about a year uh, when I was 16. I got into my first relationship ever. He was 
the sweetest guy. And uh, I remember one night we were at the movies. We were on a date. And he came up behind me. The staircase. You know there's how there's two staircases in a movie theater. I know it's been a long time since we any one of us has been in a movie theater because of COVID. But <laughs> you know how there's generally two staircases so you can go up both ways to get your seat? Um, so he would go, he went the stair, the long way. So we walked in, I went up one staircase. He's like, I'm going to go get us some snacks. And so then when he came back, he went up the opposite staircase. So he would come up behind me and he put this necklace, this dragon necklace. It's simple silver dragon necklace. Um, and it has like this marble, black marble ball wrapped up in the dragon's tail. And he placed it around my neck and clasped it around my neck. And, um, a couple weeks prior, we were at a, um, garage sale and I found that and I just walked past, I was like, oh, that's really pretty. I like that. And he must've purchased it without me noticing. And then when we went to the movies, um, he surprised me with it and I use it to this day. If I'm going somewhere that I've never been before, like a first date or I'm going, um, just anywhere that I am not familiar with, I wear it for protection. And first dates, I very often wear it on first dates. Um, I also use it in my Reiki practice to detect where my clients need the work the most. Because some clients, sometimes they don't feel comfortable talking um, about their feelings, what they're feeling at the time um so I find that the the necklace which I use as a um a pendulum um it helps me very much with that detecting where their negativity is coming from but that's another topic that I will discuss at a different point in time um so this necklace has brought me so much protection and I really feel like because Hecate is associated with reptiles like dragons, snakes, um, sharks, um, and she's even associated with uh, lavender. But who's who's scared of lavender? Like really, if you had a dream of lavender, you're like, oh, this is such a peaceful dream. It wouldn't set a flame under your butt and be like, okay, the universe is trying to get my attention. And that's what I grew up associating it with. As I got older and I started meeting people that were spiritual, I'm like, okay, so this is the universe, Mother Nature, reaching out to me and being like, pay attention. I have got something to tell you. And as a teenager, I started rebelling against Christianity. Um, so I, I was starting to be aware. I was starting to get that vocabulary that I was lacking as a child to start explaining things, describing things a little bit better. But again, I still, at this point, would not discuss this with my family. Um, but I did uh, express this with friends and such in school. And, um, but still, I didn't have a very firm grasp on what was going on. Um, and then um, when I... Uh, moved out of my parents' home after they got their divorce. My mom and dad got divorced after I moved out. Um, I went to Miami. And during that time of being there, I experienced more visions, um, um, uh, vivid dreams. 
And so I started to feel more comfortable with honing into that, especially considering I was away from my family and I didn't feel like I had to live like a double life. I could just jump headfirst right into trying to understand what the universe was trying, what mother nature was trying to tell me. And so then after, you know, that time was up and I, I ended up moving back to Connecticut and I briefly lived with my grandparents. I made a couple friends and they were very spiritual people. They were into past life regression. Um, and, you know, uh, they saw spirits and uh, all about reading energies. And they were just very, very fun people to be around. But when they moved, because it was a couple, they were dating and they moved out of state together. And, you know, friendships, people move and then you lose contact. You always say you're going to stay in touch. But sometimes, you know, relationships fall apart and that's okay. But when they moved, I felt like I couldn't continue. I needed somebody else that was spiritual in my life to give me their stamp of approval to be like, you got this you're doing it right, or no, you're not doing it right. Let me show you how to do it. Because I grew up with a family where it was all about, you're doing everything wrong. We got to show you how to do it right. So I figured that's how it was with everything. And eventually I moved to where I am now. And I remember after everyone had gone, everyone was done helping me load everything into my apartment, you know, bringing up my bed and all the boxes and all that. I remember thinking, I need to do a cleansing of this apartment. And I had never done a cleansing. Um, so I just opened all the doors, all the windows, and I walked from the back of my apartment to the front door. And the whole time I was saying, all negative energy must go. You are not welcome here. Only positive, happy energy can stay here. And as I finished, this huge white light shot from the back of my apartment right out the front door. And I felt so good about myself. I didn't ask anyone's permission. I didn't ask anyone for tips or tricks or hacks. I just went with my gut. And I was so happy. I was like, I succeeded at this. And um, so then I went through a time where I was like, I know there's something unique about me. But I need religion. I need religion. I need to have something to guide me to being a better person. You know, to make sure that I don't get tortured in hell for the rest of my life when I die. You know, because I was still battling with those wounds of growing up in that, that, that brimstone religion. And so I dabbled in Judaism. Which I, my first roommate ever, she was a lovely Jewish woman. She had two kids and um, single mom. And so she educated me a little bit. So when I came back to Connecticut, I kind of just kind of rolled with the ball. And I found a, um, uh, a Jewish church that would accept me. You know, um, they, they weren't orthodox or anything. Um, just kind of a laid back kind of style Jewish. Um, not church, but... Um, Shul, I think that's what they call them. Um, and over time, I realized that that wasn't for me. It just didn't fit. It, it felt too much like the way I was growing up. It wasn't, but it just felt too structured like that. Like, I wanted something that I would fit perfectly to my life, that I could 
cater to my life. Like, like having a custard made pair of shoes, something that would just fit me. And, um, so for a while I did nothing, nothing at all, but I was still having these visions of snakes and all these things. And they would generally pop up when there were going to be significant changes in my life. So like, beware dangers on its way or beware you know you're going you're going to go through a big change you just need to be on your toes be prepared and uh, like I said this is something that has happened my whole life when I was a kid I remember coming back to Connecticut to visit my grandparents and they had at this time they were living in Guilford right now my grandmother's living here in Brantford with me I mean not with me in my home but like you know we live in the same town together and um so they were living in Guilford and they had this beautiful big home that my mom and my aunts grew up in and they had this awesome pool in the backyard and um I would always see this vision of a huge overgrown snake just coiled up just wrapped up in a circle laying on the deep end and I knew the snake wasn't really there it wasn't real but um, I see now that that was Hecate. And even now, the snake is Hecate's way of reaching out to me and be like, I am here. I am protecting you. Whatever dangerous thing is happening to you, you're going to be okay. Yes, this might be a traumatic, uh, terrifying experience you're going through, but you're going to be okay because I am here. And... That's how I still feel about it. I still feel that the snake is her way of reaching out to me. Um, and now I have the vocabulary to express it. And I have the internet. And if I have questions, I can Google it. Whereas a child in the 90s, the internet wasn't a thing. <laughs> At least it was more business-wise. You know, you had computers in your business and the internet in your business. You really didn't have it in your home. Um, so, um, so that was my experiencing in the beginning. Now I can acknowledge that it was Hecate um, reaching out to me and being like, you are unique. You are a beautiful, special, magical child. And I want to be part of your practice. And... Of course, as a child, I didn't have the vocabulary or the ability to even wrap that around my head. I didn't know what any, I didn't know what Hecate was, who it was. I didn't know what magic was. The most I knew about magic was that was seen on TV. And of course, of course, being part of a Christian family, that was explained to me as being evil and dark and just not Christian. So I was, I, I wanted to stay away from anything that wasn't Christian. And of course, of course, in today, now, there are Christians that practice witchcraft and there's nothing wrong with it. But that's where my mind was when I was growing up. So, um, I feel like Hecate has popped in and out of my life, making herself appear to me like um my first boyfriend 
like I said, the necklace that he gave me, um, I really feel like that was like Hecate saying, you need me. You need me to be in your life in some fashion, in some way. And she had him buy that necklace. And so I would have a piece of her to carry with me, even though I didn't know it was associated with her at the time. I just thought it was a beautiful necklace, which it is. It's a wonderful necklace. Um, and as my, has, as I have grown and moved on in my life, I have been able to verbalize my thoughts and my feelings and, and put a name to each thing that has happened in my past and being like, like a quilt, sewing it all together, making one cohesive quilt. And, um, I feel like... Uh, Lilith, on the other hand, I feel like she has made her started to make herself aware to me last year in 2020, March of 2020, when I finally decided to put a title on it all and be like, I'm a witch. I'm going to start this practice and I'm going to um, I'm going to make my own make a practice that fits me custom fits me and is just perfect for me and I feel like that's when Lilith was like okay I want to be a part of your life and I want to show you how to perfectly balance the feminine and the and the masculine in your life because my whole life I have felt like I am overly masculine excuse me gotta take a drink for a second sorry about that but um, yeah, I have always felt like I'm overly masculine and I'm not feminine enough. And I feel like she wants to teach me through my practice how to balance that perfectly because everybody, it doesn't matter who you are, what you classify yourself as, the masculine and the feminine are very important things in everybody's life. And um, like the yin and yang uh, sign, it's the perfect balance of the day and the night. Uh, if you don't like using the words masculine and feminine, just think of it that way. Um, and I'm so excited to see where the both of them, Lilith and Hecate, will guide me and lead me through my, my growing practice and, and helping me to better myself as a witch and just as an overall person. And, and how um, them guiding me through my practice will bleed over to my businesses and um, affecting my clients' lives. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so filled with joy that not only I can now verbalize and, and put a word and put, and put um, a title to what I have been experiencing my whole life. Um, I, I just, I'm just filled with joy and I make sure to let them know every morning when I wake up and every night when I go to bed, let them know that I am so grateful to have each of them in my life and that you know, they're willing to be so patient, especially Hecate, my goodness three years old and I'm 36 right now so 33 years she has patiently waited in the wings 
until it finally dawned on me like a bunch of bricks hitting me over the head. Like, oh my god, she's reaching out to me. But if, if she is nothing else, she is patient. So, um, you know, just pay attention. That's all I have to say. Because for all you know, Hecate or Lilith might be trying to reach you and you might be like me and just be blindsided. Like, just be not not sure what it all means because you're so wrapped up in the way you were brought up and you're working through your own issues because of that. And, you know, um, when the time is right, you will. You, you will realize it. If, whether it is Lilith or Hecate or any other deity is trying to reach you eventually you'll you'll realize and they'll be patient and they'll stay there until you're ready to acknowledge it all um so there's no rush but um i feel like this is a good place to leave the episode and like i said in a couple months i would love to follow this episode up with a sequel and let you guys know what progress, what changes has been made in my practice, in my life, uh, with incorporating Lilith and Hecate. And if you guys um, want to contact me or just follow me on social media, you can do so over on Instagram and Twitter, both at that period new period witch. And I will be back next week with a brand new episode on... Um, low effort magic and uh that should be a very interesting uh topic uh because i know i know certainly for me uh that i don't always have time for like elaborate fancy um spell work so sometimes it's nice to have something simple like a simple um spell with your coffee or your tea or even music so that will be a very interesting topic to dive into next week until then coven have a magical week bye